start. Easy, cowboy. We still need to find the right recruits for this one. Say no more, El Capitan. I'm way ahead of you. I got 20 more on call for the next job. I don't know where I'd be without you, Johnny. Probably dead. You need to wake up now, Ruby. I can't find you if you're sleeping. What about it? It's still there. I know it is. But don't you see? It used to be empty. It had all its windows knocked out and sort of falling down. Now... See, the windows are put back in. Somebody must be living there. You were supposed to protect him. I trusted you to keep him safe. Now he's alone and it's all your Joe, we'll see about this. What are you gonna do? I'm going up to that shack there and find out who this baby's mother is. The poor little thing. Come on. I'm with you. The idea of a poor little thing like this. Maybe they don't know it's out here. Then they're gonna know it. I love you, Reeves. Harrison? I don't know who Harrison is, but he's a lucky dude if that's the first name out of your mouth when you wake up. I try to sit up to see where I am and who's talking, but as soon as I move, I'm sent right back down to the ground. There's a sharp pain in my shoulder. My entire left side feels like it's on fire and numb at the same time. I have to grit my teeth, but my eyes are stinging with tears. Yeah, I maybe wouldn't try to sit up just yet. I squint my eyes through the tears in the fog. I can make out a shadowy figure of a young boy. I can't see his face, but I see the outline of his hair. Tussled. Messy. I recognize this, but it can't be. Johnny? Strike two. Damn, the lucky man in your life. That's okay. I'll take third place. Where am I? Hello, nice to meet you. My name is Widget, and I'm the kid who saved your life. What might your name be? Oh, wait. We haven't gotten to that part of the conversation yet. I managed to prop myself up on my elbows without passing out from the pain. I have a better look at my surroundings than the kid who apparently saved my life. He's young. Really young. He adjusts the aviator goggles on top of his head and starts poking at the fire pit. The flames spark back up and I get a better view of our... shelter? It's a makeshift tent made from branches and pieces of burlap. Scattered around are little collections of trinkets and odds and ends. In the corner is a large duffel bag of guns. Wonder where he got those. Then I notice it. My jacket hanging above the fire. Hey, gimme that! Calm down, would ya? I'm not cooking it for dinner. I just took it down to the stream to wash the blood out of it and was waiting for it to dry. Jeez. Oh. Well. Thanks. Don't mention it. Here. He hands me a plate with the oddest meal piled on top. Beef jerky. Cheetos. A cup of chocolate pudding. And a fortune cookie. He sits cross-legged in front of me, bouncing happily with his beef jerky. Um. Thank you. By the way, for, you know, saving my life, I guess. 
Is emotional sincerity not your thing? Not really, no. No worries. Same here. It makes me feel icky. I smile as he gnaws on a piece of jerky. There's something about him. Something that makes me feel at ease. Even with not being able to shake the pit in my stomach that something is wrong. I don't know where I am or how long I've been out, but this kid's helping me relax. At least a little. So, Widget, right? Ah, yes. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you, Widget. And now, milady, might I have the pleasure of knowing your name? Ruby. Williams. He makes a sweeping bow, almost smashing his face into his pudding. I like him. He's got good energy. Reminds me of Johnny. So, Madame Ruby, what do they call you? What? What do they call you? Ruby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your name is Ruby. But what do they call you? I don't know what you mean. Come on, it's war. The end of the world as we know it. The friggin' apocalypse. Every book, every movie about the end of the world, the main character has a badass nickname. Legend. Mad Max. Freaking Neo. No offense, but Ruby is just lame. You can't walk around with a bullet hole in your chest and a jacket like that and not have a badass nickname. So, Ruby, what do they call you? Red. Some call me Red. His eyes go so wide, they look like they might bug out of his head completely. He drops his plate to the ground and his pudding splatters everywhere. He doesn't seem to notice. Oh my god, it's you! Ooh. Oh my god, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you! He leaps up, almost stepping on the spilled pudding, and starts rummaging through a stack of papers in the corner. He looks like a cartoon character, papers flying all around him. Finally, with a victorious shout, he throws his arm up in the air, clutching a tattered piece of paper. Yes! Yes, it's you, it's you! He's jumping up and down now. It's somehow both annoying and amusing. What is wrong with the red mask? The fatal four? What? He runs towards me. Johnny, no, Widget. He's frantically waving the paper in my face, pointing at it. See? He shakes it around for another second before he shoves it into my hands. I don't want to look at it. I know what it is. I wish I didn't. Widget is staring at me with barely contained glee, but I'm paralyzed. I don't want to be right. Maybe ignorance can be bliss sometimes, but I have to look at it. He's staring at me expectantly, even as I carefully unfold the edges with shaking fingers. What is this? A rhetorical question. I know. There's no escaping it. I know exactly what this is, and I feel numb. They're the fatal four. The dumb fairy tale Johnny used to tell to get recruits. The fucking superheroes who swooped in to rescue him. I'm holding the cover of his favorite comic. The one he made. Of them. Of us. The Fatal Four versus the Iron Hand. I hadn't seen this in a year. How did you get this? He gave it to me. Who? Him. He taps his finger on the signature at the bottom of the page. Johnny Pomeray. You know him? I met him once. I went to one of the rallies. He was amazing, standing on a table talking about his heroes, the Fatal Four. I have to squeeze my eyes shut. I can't cry. I won't cry. But every time I close my eyes, I see the carnage Nova's people left behind. The bodies of all my riders. The ragtag crew I had convinced could help me change the world. 
their blood staining the floorboards. Every time I close my eyes, all I can see is my poor Johnny. His mangled, bloodied face, the message they carved into his chest, and his eyes. God, I can see his eyes still gaping open and terrified every time I close my eyes. He was your messenger, right? He made me want to be a writer. No, 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 absolutely not. The writers are dead. He looks at me. He's shocked and hurt, but I'd rather him be a little hurt than the alternative. I may be dashing the one dream this miscreant has left, but that's better than what might happen. But what about Johnny? What about him? He's okay, right? Why does that matter? He means something to people. He means something to me. He's my hero. Don't. Don't say hero. That's what he is. That's what the writers are. You went to one rally. Why do you care so much? Because he's like me. He had shit parents, no heroes, but none of that mattered because he made something of himself. I just want to make a difference. I want to do something good. What do you know about that? Not much, kid. Then maybe you should learn something from him. He glares at me and snatches the picture from my hands. He carefully smooths out the creases, rubbing his thumb along the edge of the page as he stomps off to sit by the fire. His back is to me and he's already upset. I can't tell him, not now. Not yet. I don't know who the hell this kid is or how he saved me, but I need help. He's just a kid, but he's the only ally I have right now. I can't afford to jeopardize that. I force myself to stand. It shouldn't be so hard, but my shoulder feels like it's burning and throbbing, and even walking the few feet over to the fire feels impossible. I sit in front of him and take a few deep breaths, trying to ignore the way my entire shoulder pulses with my heartbeat. When I finally look at him, he pouts at me and dramatically turns his head. I reach out and gently tap one of the figures on the page. Which one is that? He looks up and I can see him try to keep his face in the pout, but after a second, his face lights up with a beaming grin. He's practically vibrating with excitement. That's the Magnificent Sparrow. What does she do? No one knows for sure. She flies through the air and is super mysterious. What about that one? That's Moonbeam. She's the peacekeeper. Hmm. Everyone's hero, I'm sure. This one? Well, that's you, the Red Mask. She's the badass leader of the Red Brigade. She was Johnny's favorite. Don't get me wrong, I like her. But my favorite is the wolf. The wolf. So, where are the other three? If that isn't the question of the day. But I can't think about that right now. I can't fall into that trap. I can't dwell on how, once upon a time, we were the Fatal Four. Inseparable. Unstoppable. A force to be reckoned with and hardly ever apart. Then, cracks. Cracks I created. I blamed everyone else. Told myself that it wasn't me. It was everyone around me. But if I'm perfectly honest with myself, everything that has gone wrong is because of me. It's my fault. All of it. Him leaving, Nova and the invasion at the house, Harrison, the riders, Johnny. God, Johnny. What would his family think of me? Fuck, oh God, oh God, Bucky. How can I ever look Bucky in the eye again after what I've done? Shit. Did Bucky survive? Was he there with Johnny? He never spent much time at the warehouse. He may still be alive. I didn't check. Why didn't I fucking look? Why am I so fucking stupid? Why didn't I look to see who I'd lost? Hello? I have to find out who's still alive. I have to find Bucky. I have to look around the little hut hoping to find some kind of clue, something, anything. 
If Bucky's still alive, he could be anywhere. I just need to know where to start. Ground control to Major Red. Can you hear me, Major Red? Widget, the last rally you went to, did you see Johnny's brother? Dunno, maybe? Who's Johnny's brother? I need something. Some kind of hope that there's still a chance that one of us is still out there. Bucky could be my hope. I was skeptical when Johnny suggested bringing his brother into the Riders, especially considering Bucky's history. He wasn't one of the cool kids in high school. I didn't know if any of us really knew anything about him, except we were pretty sure he was a drug addict. But a year ago, Johnny found him in the alley, half dead and OD'd behind the warehouse. The Riders lost Johnny for a week while Bucky was in the hospital. After he was discharged, Johnny came to me. He asked if we could bring Bucky into the family. He needs a cause, Red. A reason to keep living. He just needs direction. The Riders are exactly what he needs. Like they were for me. I can push him. I didn't want to say yes. I hated the idea. But I never could say no to Johnny. But I was hesitant. Really hesitant. The few nights I was able to spend in the warehouse, I watched Bucky like a hawk. He kept to himself mostly, but over time he proved me wrong and Johnny right. He stepped up, organized raids, teamed up with Johnny for recruitments. The two of them were an unstoppable team, and I relied on them more than anybody. Despite that, there was always some unspoken tension between me and Bucky. I was never able to shake the doubt, that feeling that I shouldn't trust him with my riders, with my family. And I think deep down he resented me for involving Johnny in the rebellion. He's too young, he would tell me. He's good though, I would respond. Johnny was our hope, our guiding light, but maybe Bucky was right. Because now he's gone. Our hope is gone. Who are the riders without Johnny? I need to know what to do next. I need something to show me what to do, where to go, anything. There, in one of the towering stacks of papers, there's a red flyer. I would recognize it anywhere. Widget starts making panic noises as I rustle through his precious collection. Giving up trying to be gentle, I finally just yank the flyer out and wave it in front of his face. When did you collect this one? Oh, the writer flyer? Got that one yesterday from Husky. So they're still meeting? This is new? As far as I know. That one's gonna be big. There's flyers everywhere. Husky tells any rouser that enters the bar. I have to contain myself. They're not all dead. Maybe it's not all over. There's still hope. They're still fighting. I felt numb before, but now I feel like I am full of electricity. If the riders are still meeting, still fighting, still trying, I know exactly who's running the show. Widget? Yeah? You said you wanted to be a rider, right? Do you want to be a rider today? Is it a raid? What's the job? Stop, stop. He's not Johnny. He won't end up like Johnny. I just have to focus. If I focus, it won't matter how much like Johnny he is. I can make sure he doesn't end up the same way. Focus, Ruby, focus. Hmm. Not quite a raid. More like a scavenger hunt. What are we looking for? The heroes. Badass. I sure hope it is. My mind is racing with everywhere they could possibly be. What could have possibly happened to them? How many are actually left? I have to find them, but I've done so much. I've fucked it all up. The Riders are the only family I've got left, but what if they don't want me after everything I've done? Before he died, my dad always told me that I would do great things, that I would make a difference. 
he believed in me. After he died, I shut down. Found a way to be comfortable and just let myself be. I had my house, my boyfriend, my routine. When the invasion started trickling over the news, I told myself they were just isolated events. But then it started getting closer and bigger and it all just kept growing. My boyfriend decided to help, but I was scared. I'll admit that now. I was scared of the world and I was scared he was going to leave. But it was more than that. It was the uncertainty. When the whole world starts crashing down around you, you turn to the person you love most. But what the fuck are you supposed to do when that person is walking out the door? That's when you know what emptiness is. I changed. After he left, something in me just... snapped. I went down into the basement. Dad's space. I hadn't gone down there since he died. I couldn't. But he was gone, and I was alone, and I couldn't keep any of it in anymore. Something inside me just unhinged. I ripped everything apart. I screamed and cried and threw shit everywhere. Clothes, books, tools, spray paint, anything I could get my hands on. I made Nova's temper tantrum look like nothing in comparison. And there on the wall was my dad's painting. A large sheet of canvas with a wolf painted on it. I stared at it for what felt like an eternity. It was beautiful. Then I screamed and ripped it down too. And there, just behind it... You're kinda spacing out on me there, doll. I whip around and look at him. He's already got a bag over his shoulder and that shit-eating grin on his face. I try to look tough, but I can feel the corners of my mouth twitching. Ready? Almost. But before we start looking for Bucky, we're going to need some supplies. And where do we find those? We need to go to my house. It's a little way through the woods. Bit of a hike. The big cabin near the overhang? Yeah. Oh, cool. I know where that is. I used to steal from the vegetable garden all the time. You what? I said I know where it is. Pick your battles, Ruby. Shall we? Sir Knight? Our adventure begins. We leave the little hut. It looks even smaller from the outside. When we reach the perimeter, Widget stops. I frown, but the kid pulls a string from a pile of leaves. With a loud snap, a fence of barbed wire shoots up around the edges of his little house. Nice. He beams with pride and starts comically marching into the woods, raising his knees almost up to his chest. Okay. So, I guess I've collected this little thing now. Could be worse, I guess. Where are you going? He stops, mid-step, his leg raised in the air. To your house? It's that way. About! Turn! Well, thought he was going to fall over there for a second, but he seems to have it under control. I stifle a laugh and trudge up behind him. After a few minutes, he gets bored with marching and starts humming. That's not going to work. This is not a short walk. So, uh... What do I need to do to get you to stop doing that? He pouts again. Clearly, I'm not great with kids. I need something to distract from the awkward silence I've just created. I start fumbling through my pockets for something, anything. There's a smashed little box in one pocket. I pull it out and don't want to hope, but can't help the warmth of it well up in my chest. I carefully pull back the top. Five. Five cigarettes left in the box. And crammed in the corner of the box, a lighter, thank fuck. I flick the lighter and let the nicotine relax the muscles with that first drag. Hey, can I get one of those? What are you, like, 12? 
15. Still too young. I take another drag, but I can still feel his eyes on me, boring into my soul. I fixed one uncomfortable moment by creating another. Oh, for fuck's sake, fine, here. I toss him the pack and watch him fumble with the lighter for a bit before I finally just snatch it from him and light the damn thing myself. We've only been walking for a short while, but I feel like it's been hours. I feel weak, my legs are rubbery, and the rest of my body is just exhausted. How the fuck does this kid have so much energy? Hopefully I can feed off of some of that. Okay, so if you want to be a rider, I'm going to have to know who you are. I'm Widget? Duh. But I need to, like, know about you. What do you want to know? Look, talking clearly isn't an issue for you. Just talk about yourself. Well, I've just been surviving, really. Like everyone else, I guess. I'd steal shiny stuff and food to entertain myself. Like the Artful Dodger. Who? Artful Dodger? Oliver Twist? God damn, how many men you got? It's a book, you dingus. You never read Oliver Twist in school? Me and school didn't really get along. Huh. Okay. Well, what about your mom? She never read it to you? Haven't got a mother? Okay. Touchy subject, obviously. I know better than anyone how unbearably uncomfortable these conversations are. No matter how well you know the person. For the sake of this kid I just met, I'm going to move this right along. I've had enough talks with Harrison about Mama to know there's no happy light at the end of that tunnel. So, uh... I ran away, if that's the uncomfortable question you're dancing around. Ah. Do I need to ask why, or are you just gonna... Keep going? Well, you wanted to know about me, so I thought that went without saying. I can stop talking if you want. No, 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 it's it's okay. It's nice to have the noise. Wow. Thanks for that. It's not what... It's just a very familiar feeling for me. It's nice. I only get about half of what you're saying, so I'm going to move on for time purposes. You do, you kid. I shall. So, why did I run away? I'm so glad you asked. Long ago on a dark and stormy night. A night very much like tonight. It's the middle of the afternoon. Wow, really? Really? Can you not? Sorry, sorry. Dark and stormy night. Go on. It was a dark... You know what? No. You ruined it. I ran away because Mom wanted to put me in a home. a girl, Rubes. You're nailing this. Keep doing the one thing you're good at, pissing off everyone around you. Before you ask why, she dropped me off at St. Cecilia's home for the troubled youth. You play with knives and say fuck one time. She was convinced I was the devil. Eh, the devil's not so bad. Oh, what? You know him or something? Yeah, actually I do. Kissed him once. Bullshit. Swear on the riders. Wait. Is he the one that gave you that, um, hole in your chest? More or less. He quiets for a moment, deep in thought. The silence lasts for all of about ten seconds. So let me get this straight. You kissed the devil, and then he tried to kill you. Pretty much. Did you know he was going to try to kill you? I mean, he had a gun pointed at me. But you kissed him anyway? Why? Can we talk about something else, please? He takes an awkward drag on his cigarette. His face freezes for a half second and his eyes start to water as he suppresses a cough. I roll my eyes and drop my cigarette to the ground. His face unfreezes and he scowls and starts stomping on it. You trying to set the whole forest on fire? I raise an eyebrow and wait a second. Then I crouch down to the ground with my lighter and flick the flame into action. Maybe. Stop! The creepy bear says that only you can prevent it. 
I smile at him playfully and slowly lower the lighter closer to the dead leaves. He's bouncing up and down, telling me to stop. I'm enjoying this, but the lighter's getting too hot. So I let go of the flame and let it drop to the ground, just to cool for a moment. Its weight drops it down under some leaves, and I have to dig down a bit to retrieve it. It's laying on a blue scrap of fabric with glimmering gold writing on it. I recognize this. Harrison. Ah, the litany of men continues. Who's Harrison? The devil. I start rummaging through the leaves, frantic for more scraps. It doesn't take long. I finally find another scrap, and I know. It's his. This is... What are those numbers? I turn the scrap of fabric towards him so he can see it better. 2,112. No, no, it's 2,112. Oh! No, I'm still lost. 2,112? One of the greatest Rush albums ever? Wow, I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. What's a Rush? If Harrison were here, he would have strangled this kid by now. They're a Canadian... You know what? It's not important. This is part of Harrison's t-shirt. I'd know it anywhere. How could you possibly know that? Because I got it for him for his birthday. That's adorable. The devil has a birthday. Just help me find more. There were more scraps. A whole line. A map of them. Keeping our eyes peeled, Widget and I follow the breadcrumbs. We will find him. Where are you leading us, Harrison? We follow the scraps for about a mile before I realize where we are. Right there, in the side of a wall of rock. The tunnel. And as always, lovers and friends, stay boisterous. <sighs> okay, time to work. poison, hun. Not drinking, sorry. I'm looking for someone. Husky? Haven't you heard? He's... Not Husky, but... I think I see him. Thanks, though. Bucky Pomeray? You're the correspondent? Yes. I'm Ash. Settle your tab and we can go talk. Ash. We can talk right here. You're not serious, are you? Look, I'm not trying to get anyone killed tonight. Aren't you? Could have fooled me. You don't know anything about me. You're the one on the radio. The voice is a dead giveaway, Sherlock. Yeah, that's me. But that doesn't mean you know anything about me. Dead is fucking right. Wrong person hears you open your mouth and we're all dead. I don't give a fuck about anything else. You're worried about being overheard, but you want to talk about sensitive information in an open bar? Makes sense. The nickel shot is safe enough for exchanging intel. Are you willing to risk our lives on that? Are you willing to risk the entire rebellion on safe enough? If you can tone down the rebel complex, this is a neutral zone. Keep your voice down so no one can figure out who you actually are and everyone will be fine. Don't tell me I actually believe anywhere is neutral anymore. Like I said, here's just as safe as anywhere else. Fine. Do you have the intel? Everything's on the drive. One of my scouts managed to lift it from a public guard. You'll be able to do a whole expose tomorrow if you want. You have a message for me? 
Yes. The wolves will not be alone in the sanctuary. The thorns and the ravens will stand with you. you always talking riddles? You know what? Fuck you, Jolly Green Jackass. I'm trying to protect people. I don't want anyone to get killed because I wasn't careful enough. Figured you might appreciate that, considering... It doesn't matter how careful you are. You can't protect everyone. You're leaving? What was the point of staying here if you were going to up and leave as soon as we were done? Don't know if you've picked up on this yet, but there isn't much of a point to anything anymore. Try not to get yourself killed. Enough people have died in this town. Well, I suppose that could have gone worse. You sure you don't need anything, hon? I'm good. He come here often? Not so much anymore. He and his rowdy friends have been scarce lately. Huh. Alright. Thanks, but I should be going. You be careful now. Not everyone in this town will turn a blind eye like the nickel shop. Miracle this place is still standing, really. known better than to choose the name Phoenix. Rising from the ashes was meant to be a fucking metaphor. Hey, I'm Katie Rock, creator of the Coup de Gras podcast, and I'd like to thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 4, All Children Grow Up. The cast for this episode, in order of appearance, is as follows. Ruby Williams, played by Katie Rock. Johnny Pomeray played by Ryan Perry. Giselle Moore, played by Kate Moore. Sarah Hartman as Nova Blanche. Harrison Moore, played by Evan Torres. Widget, played by Nyla Bannister. Phoenix, played by Marissa Marquez. Buggy Pomeray, played by Adam Perry. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Coup de Gras. Be sure to follow our Facebook page for updates, photos, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Everyone here at Coup de Gras would like to thank our listeners for your continued support. If you are interested in contributing to the world of CDG, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash coup de gras podcast. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay boisterous.